Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, we'll get into a conference play vibe shift. Also, if the Red Raiders win, this will happen. If the Red Raiders lose, this will happen. Chris Level looks into the crystal ball. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college terms and conditions do apply he's the only chris level i'm casey cowan chris of course fresh off his conversation with joey mcguire on thursday night and we are looking ahead to morgantown west virginia it is big 12 opener time for the red raiders and chris i know that was one of the things that you guys got into last night in your conversation one of the things we'll get to today a little bit later on we'll get into a big 12 whip around as you've got an interesting weekend within the league and also want to get into some what if scenarios for the Red Raiders both good and bad against West Virginia but first back to the conversation with coach McGuire and Chris I know as you guys got into and we'll get into here this morning when conference season arrives the mindset the vibe whatever you want to call it shifts it changes and you truly get into a different type of headspace uh, where you know the league is on you. So I don't know what exactly has to change, uh, but I know there will be a lot of things change as far as the environment and the general type of mentality as you get into the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, I I, I certainly think that, you know, the venues that you're going to play in and, and, and you know, whether home or away, I mean, it's going to feel as as juicy as it was for the Oregon game and then obviously the uh, the trip to Wyoming uh, you, you, yeah, you, I mean, you're going to play in an extremely hostile environment uh, tomorrow uh, with a sold-out crowd because they had beat uh, West Virginia had beaten Pitt last week. You know, because I wondered, okay, if Pitt wins that game last week, boy, I, I wonder if they start to bail out and and you know, at the first sign of adversity, if they're playing Texas Tech, you know, they start to boo, you know, the home team and the coaches and all that stuff because that's I, I witnessed that personally with Dana Holgerson. You know, they had lost a game the week before you showed up and they were Dana was kind of on the hot seat and people were frustrated. And then, boy, they you, you start to, to do well. Uh, and then, you know, here come the here come the booze and things like that. But, <laughs> yeah, talking to Joey and, and you know, Jerron Bradley and, and, and Coach uh, Johnson, uh, Juice Johnson, you know, I kind of each asked them different ways and individually about. Hey man, I know that it's still a game, and you had a game last weekend. However, this is a bit more meaningful, and I, I think even Joey and, and Juice even said we would always trade a non-conference win. While you do want to win all of them, you'd always trade a non-conference win uh, or loss, I guess, to get a conference win. Uh, if that makes sense, because this is now more important. It just is. You're everybody, other than TCU and Houston, everybody else is zero and zero. It's a brand new season. But again, I, I think the the point is is the feeling around the building and the feeling around the, I guess the sense of urgency feels a little bit different, 
Um, and it's 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 it doesn't feel the way that okay, if you win this game, you get to go play in the Big Twelve Championship game. However, it it just it, it's ramped up. Uh, I think you you start to look at the way you're doing things, and are you um, are you as sharp as you need to be? Uh, you know you're going on the road and uh, far away, and so there's nobody really going to be uh, in Morgantown that's rooting for you. Uh, but you, you don't want to start out conference play 0-1, man. You know, all these things that your goals that are attainable will, would still be attainable if you drop one. But, boy, it's not going to be easy if you drop the first one. But, yeah, I think the point is, is it feels a little bit different this week, and it should. Yeah, and, you know, you either begin your slow build back, I guess, here as far as momentum or credibility or relevancy with the win here today, or you plummet further into the abyss and are probably met with torches and pitchforks whenever you get back to the LBK. I mean, there's really a lot riding on this, Chris, and I, I kind of hoped you would Please wouldn't. don't burn me if I come back. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Chris is yeah. calling no plays. He's not taking any snaps. He's not the man to get after. I, I was really hoping that you wouldn't feel this way as you hit the Big 12 opener, Chris. And I know they are separate seasons as far as the non-conference and the conference portion of your schedule, but there's just no way around. The disappointment that you have had in the first three weeks has now added to the urgency or the pressure oh, yeah. uh, of getting something like this. And it's not just about a league race or, hey, our goals are still out there. It's hey, let's beat someone that is in our similar category as far as resource and money invested into football. And you you hadn't done that yet. So it's unfortunate you're in that situation because you shouldn't be really thinking about more than just, hey, it's a league race and here's where it starts. But I have to imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, but I have to imagine there's a lot more on their minds than just that because of the frustration of the first three weeks. Yeah, you know, and I think... You know how um, we were talking this week about. I think we played the clip on yesterday's show about um, Neil. Neil had said something to the effect of, "Man, Texas Tech has our number right now." Yeah. And you know, I think that they are playing that up fairly big uh, in Morgantown. And um, I think it's it's funny because you know I had somebody come up to me last night. I'm not gonna mentioned who it was it was somebody fairly prominent but they said hey man what is this about we have their numbers like that's just what happens like i mean doesn't kansas state have texas text number and uh, they beat you seven times in a row i'm like yeah and so 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 <laughs> sometimes it just works that way between two programs and right now you're on a you're on a nice little streak uh with them but i do think there is uh i don't want to say must win but yeah this one's important uh because yeah. if you it would have been had you been. Um, I will say this: we could play the what if game in this instance a little bit earlier, not the, the what if game about the result. But <laughs> if you were three and zero, it would still be very impressive because if you drop it, it, it would automatically go. Well, they were a fraud, you know, or they or man, would you trade one of those non-conference wins point. for a conference yeah. win? If you were two and one. And and then and then dropped it to to finish to five hundred. I still think people would have been like, man, I just don't. And certainly, if you're if you're one and you know if you drop this one and you're one and three, you, you feel. But it it's uh, this one. These games are important because the fascinating thing about the Big Twelve this year is it's going to be maddening for people like you and I to try to figure out on a week to week basis because all these games are going to be kind of swing games, if you will, could go either way. 
I mean, you look at the the league this weekend, but just looking big picture, it's going to be hard. And it's a week-to-week sport. Uh, so I, I think that you've got several swing games right in a row. I mean, nobody's going to surprise be surprised if you, you know, the result this weekend, next weekend, going to Waco. I mean, those could go either way, but you got to yep. start trying to string some together for sure. Uh, Chris, I know we've got a couple of guys specifically to get to uh, on an injury front or a return front. Obviously, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen some guys in and out. And I don't know exactly what to make of, you know, some decisions on whether or not to play last week against Tarleton State and what was a different context given that it's an FCS opponent. But I'm interested in guys like Coy Aiken, among some others. I wonder uh, maybe about some of those you guys you uh, talked about last night. Well, um, I think uh, I think when Joey says, you know, Coy's going to have a uh, he's going to have a good game on on Saturday. I think that tells you uh, what you need to know about their go. their plans for. And I, and I'll tell you this about Coy Aiken. I, I don't know how this is going to start. I think it's almost unfair to kind of put too much on him early because he's missed you know the last four weeks. Eventually, so follow me here. Eventually. I expect him to be a prominent part of what you're doing from a wide receiver standpoint, even if it means passing up certain guys that we mention their names a lot. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Coy was maybe having as good of a spring as anybody until he went down. He was also playing at the same kind of level a week or 10 days into fall camp until he went down again. I saw a lot of this. Uh, I think a lot of people saw a lot of this. Juice uh, Johnson le- leaned over to me and he was like, he could have started for us had he kept it going. I mean, that's that's where you're that's what you're talking about. And it's because he's such a an elite route runner and he's got big time football IQ. He's also much bigger than people realize. I mean, we're talking six two, six three. But how many how many wideouts have we seen over the years that have come through here that just all have all have all of it figured out with the finer points of how to play receiver? You know where to sit down in a zone. You know exactly, you know, on, on a route and and to can time it up with the QB and, and all that. And it earns trust. And I'd be willing to tell you with some of the miscommunication, right? I mean, you think – I don't want to call anybody out, but, like, do you think uh, that, uh, say, Tyler has the utmost trust into to Jordan Brown and Jerron Bradley based on that one play against Oregon? Do you think Baron Morton has the utmost trust in Loic Fungi? based on the miscommunication from last week. Yeah. I mean, fair to ask those questions, but I know that Koy Aiken uh, earns trust because he is where he's supposed to be all the time. And he knows, yeah, they're playing man, they're playing zone. Well, here, I mean, he, he, he's got a great football IQ, and I think that will pay off hopefully sooner than later. But, yeah, I expect yeah. to see him back uh so we shall see. I, I'm excited, man. I had to go prior to the show just remind myself, okay, how many times have we even seen him on a game day? Because you and I have spent so much conversation or so much time outside of the season talking about this guy the last two years. I remember sitting here and we kicked the show off uh, August of 22, and we're talking about him because he led all of the the Western world in catches his final season in high school, I think. So anyway, we've just talked about him a ton. We have not gotten to see him as much as we want to, obviously, and I'm sure he's uh, been anxious to get out there, but maybe we'll see that coming up Saturday. And the last big thing that he did, first of all, his dad's the rodeo coach at Tarleton. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we, we've established that. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, you know, the last time that anybody saw him, although not everybody was there, 
Coy was winning the uh, the rodeo bowl there at the Texas Bowl for for the for the Red Raiders over the Ole Miss Rebs. So <laughs> he's been those, an integral part already. Yeah, using those roping skills. Just Joey. most haven't seen it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Jo- Joey Joey joked, "Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'll take away your scholarship, man, if you don't win this for us." He was kidding. <laughs> he was joking, of course. But oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's a what if scenario. What if yeah. he hadn't have done that? Would he even be here today on the roster? <laughs> What if he's involved Saturday? What could that change for Texas Tech? Hopefully for the better. We'll get into that and some more coming up dead ahead as we get into a what-if scenario. Good or bad? What has to happen for Texas Tech to be a winner? Or what would happen if Texas Tech is going to be a loser? That's next on Locked on Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by DoorDash. And if you need groceries this week, but you got no time for the store, try grocery delivery from DoorDash and you're going to get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've already trusted DoorDash to bring your restaurant favors to your door. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually, well, delivers. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you're going to get exactly what you ordered or they're going to make it right. So you can sit back and enjoy quality groceries like you picked them yourself. So right now, get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to 20 bucks and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. So try DoorDash today and get what you want at your door right when you need it and get 50% off your first order up to 20 bucks with our code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. These days, every new hire can feel like a huge gamble. And when we're talking about your livelihood or your business, that's not ideal, but never fear. That's where LinkedIn comes in to save the day by helping you find the best qualified candidates available fast and for free all on one easy to use and secure platform. So head on over right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college to take advantage of their simple but specific targeting tools, allowing you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to consider. They go well beyond just resume data by using insights from your job posts and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anybody else. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on college today to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. A bad hire could sink your ship, but just the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And that's just one reason why it's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors so head on over right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college and post your job for free today it's so easy a pac-12 commissioner could do it at linkedin.com slash locked on college to post that job for free today with linkedin jobs terms and conditions apply make sure making locked on texas tech a part of your day hope you're subscribed on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode looking ahead to Red Raiders and Mountaineers from Morgantown, West Virginia, trying to make it five straight Duchendorf Cups for the good guys heading on back to the 806. So let's get into a what if frame of mind, Chris, before we take a look at what else is going down in the Big 12 Conference. I wanted to talk some good or bad for Texas Tech and what if the Red Raiders win, what's that going to require? Or what would have to happen if Texas Tech is going to be a loser? Let's start more on the positive end. Chris, what do you think would have to be a part of this puzzle if Tech is going to put together a winning formula? 
I, I think you need to be better on third downs uh, to to keep drives going. I think you know you weren't great uh, last week. I think that was something that Joey talked about after the game, and then again early this week is. I think they were six of 14, um, you know, because we, we, we've pinpointed things. Hey, you need to be better in the second quarter. You know, wh- why why are you, you know, not good on third downs? Well, it's because you're you're not as good as you need to be on first and second downs, and it's hard, harder to manage, you know, third and longs. But I, I think because what, what West Virginia is going to want to do is run the ball and keep their defense off the field as much as they can, kind of, one of these that that's going to be a bit of their recipe, maybe not entirely, but and so I think you need to. There, there's a level of of this that you need to to. And I, you know, you you hear the term drive starter. I, I think you'll see QB run in this game. I think you'll see a lot of Taj Brooks in this game. I also think you'll see them set set up various things to t- take some shots down the field because people have been able to pick on West Virginia's secondary. At times, uh, Pitt was not good enough to be able to do that, but I expect you to at least try. But the run game is what sets it up. But you've got to be able to to run it a bit uh, with your running back and your QB. Maybe um, some play I, action opportunity if you can do that. I think that's exactly what we're talking. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, but it's it's all about you know converting third downs and staying on the field. And, and I, I just go back to I think the biggest thing is like you start talking about West Virginia's recipe for a win here. If you're Texas Tech, you just simply can't have – you can't gift them points or gift them a, a really short field. You just can't do it, I don't think. I think that would only allow them to be more confident, keeps the crowd into it and all those things. I think in, in a traditional sense, I do think they'll have a hard time scoring, you know – 20 in the mid 20s or even getting close to 30 points unless you help them with a pick six uh, a muffed punt return that gives them the ball on the 10 yard line uh, whatever you, you just can't gift them anything and so I think that's a it goes a long way and uh hey man I, I looked looked over at Jerron Bradley last night I'm like hey man what I hear you saying is eliminate bad football to quote the head coach he's like yeah <laughs> so that's I mean, been stated a few times <laughs> yes that's right that's right and, and it's it's not yeah run the touchdown play sure but just because i even heard neil say this uh on a national interview yesterday and it's true i i a thousand percent agree with him more football games are lost than than football games that are won typically this this is a sport where there's so many moving parts officials are in play there's so much execution that's required Typically, people just screw it up. You know, they 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 miss time a route. They turn the ball over. They they you know commit penalties, whatever it is, and you end up losing the game as opposed to the other team winning it. And so, yeah, it's almost like not the team that makes one more play, but the exactly. team that makes one fewer mistake, which 100%. is making me think of the Oregon game, man. I'm yep. I'm thinking about some of those final key moments where Tech flinched and Oregon didn't, and that's how you had the separation. I, I think that's a great point and probably is going to be true more weeks than not. Okay, that's the rosier end, and you may have already answered one aspect of the darker end of the street when you talked about, you know, giving it up here, an easy play or whatever it might be, special teams, turnovers, mistakes. If Texas Tech loses this game, it will be why, Chris? What's in that category if the Red Raiders are to stumble? Because they can't consistently stop West Virginia's ground game. Uh, I think if you can't – 
bank three points or, or things like that when, when you have them in your back pocket. You know, I've seen weird things happen up there with the <laughs> kicking situation and scenarios. Um, and, and I think – and it goes back to the kind of the flip side is if you just can't take care of the football, you know. Because it, it is – when you now that we're, we're removed from it, it really is somewhat stunning. And maybe that should give people hope. It's really stunning that – because I think Oregon is getting a lot of love nationally. I think they'll probably handle Colorado, you know, this weekend and all that. And I do think it's going to be one of the best teams on paper that you see and on the field. It, it's still stunning to me that that was a turnover battle of four to nothing, and yet you had multiple chances to win the game and somewhere right. you should have won it. Because that shouldn't happen. Like the, the turnover margin being, being that lopsided – it, it should take you out of every sort of equation on being able to win. Right. Yeah, you're still throwing into the end zone at the end of the game trying to tie the game up. And so I, I think that you it should give you some hope. But at some point, this offense, I do think, is going to start to click a bit. I think Juice's point last night, he was saying it to Bradley. He, he saw the notes that I had written down, and he, he said, hey, before he comes up, are you telling him to stay the course? And that's kind of the message that they're hearing right now. Keep grinding. We're go- we're gonna get this, and you're still averaging 34 points a game. It's not like it's broken, but we want it to be better. We want it to be more efficient. They want it to be more better and more efficient. All those things, and so just stay the course because I think they feel like that if they do, that there's a payoff there. But you can't just okay. Well, this isn't working. Let's just throw it all out and start all over. And uh, okay, <laughs> we draw up. You can't. Yeah, didn't work like that, but. Uh, let us know how you see it in the YouTube comments, agreement or disagreement. If Texas Tech is a winner, here's why. If Texas Tech is a loser, here's why. Let us know what you think. Coming up ahead, we're wrapping up the week, looking around the Big 12 Conference. The fur will be flying this weekend within the league and beyond. One of those good college football weekends on tap as far as the slate, and we'll get into some of it coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And the NFL season is on and popping, and the only place to be in the center of all the action is with America's number one sports book. And right now, new FanDuel customers can bet five bucks and get 200 bucks in bonus bets back, guaranteed. But there's more. All customers, new or old, who bet $5 are going to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Translation right now is the best time to join FanDuel by downloading their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where you can bet on anything and everything. And when you're a winner, you're always paid instantly with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and take advantage of their NFL kickoff offer that you can't afford to miss. From FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, free and available on YouTube or anywhere. You get them cast in the Big 12 Conference this week. Chris, more than a few interesting matchups. Of course, the Red Raiders and Mountaineers from Morgantown have got our attention mostly, but elsewhere, you got a battle over a skillet there in the Metroplex, Ponies and Frogs. You got BYU with some momentum after a trip to Arkansas on the road at Kansas. Kansas is a nine and a half point favorite uh, in this game there in Lawrence. You got Oklahoma State and Iowa State 
Does anyone want to continue to play this week? That's the bowl game title there. Houston, <laughs> Sam Houston, that's the snoozer. Texas on the road in Waco to take on Baylor. And you got Central Florida heading to Manhattan, Kansas to really just maybe for the first time bathe in Big 12 vibes. You're in the heartland now, Orlando folks. <laughs> Where do you want to go, man? Because there's more than a few interesting storylines in the league this weekend. Yeah, this is where it kind of starts to get fun, um, and and I, I think you're involved. You know, Texas Tech and West Virginia game has been talked about quite a bit because it is one of those uh, conference games that I think people feel like could go either way. But uh, I, I think we'll find out so for some of the new guys, okay, that are going to like, for example, the state of Kansas. Okay, uh, I, I think you'll find out a lot about potentially BYU in Central Florida. And in turn, you, you know, I think we kind of know that Kansas State's going to be in this thing in the long haul. And at Kansas State comes a Lubbock and I think, three weeks. I think that's right. Uh, I think, yeah, you, you West Virginia, then you host Houston, and then you go to Waco and then Kansas State's here. So I, I, it's about three weeks away. But I think you'll learn a lot about Kansas State. But if Central Florida were to pull that off, they're going to get a lot of credit. Now, they do have their backup quarterback playing in that game. So I think that's a bit uh, that's a bit tricky because I think uh, the Plumley kid uh, I think was you know expected to be like you know really really good and he had been and all that but he's going to miss two to three weeks. The BYU Kansas game I think I, I saw this earlier. This is the first time since maybe like the two thousand time frame or something that you're this late in the season and you have six games of teams that are three and zero. Okay, six hmm. games between teams that are that are three and zero this late this in, in this or this late stage in the game, and and BYU and Kansas is one of those six. Uh, I you know because I think Kansas probably wins this game. I think BYU is coming off of a an emotional win of Fayetteville, but you know maybe they'll be real physical and 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 be able to get it done. And if so, they're going to get a lot of credit for it because Kansas plays in Austin, I think, next weekend. Mm. for what would be a sneaky good game. And I think if we all remember, I think Kansas last time they were in Austin, the, that that, oh. fake, that fake bird had a good night. Um, yeah, the Longhorns always have the Jayhawks circled on their schedule. It's basically their Super Bowl, so I'm sure it's <laughs> going to be sold out. Best yeah. of luck bouncing back. I I kind of like the Cougars here, Chris. I don't know. That, that may be my most intriguing game of the weekend to be honest with you i just i'm looking at kansas nine and a half point favorite anywhere on earth and it still kind of blows me away even though they're uh, on their home field but that, that's a really interesting one you care at all about southern methodist texas christian as they uh, call that series off i think maybe after this year is this the last one we're getting i think this is i think this is it uh, i do um but i i think smu is actually pretty good uh, I, I really do i don't know I mean, TCU's at home. This one, I expect a fairly high-scoring game. I think that's typically the way this game goes. But, you know, it, it's – I think TCU's favored by like six, six and a half, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's – SMU's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, they, they went and hung with Oklahoma for a bit uh, before they ended up uh, – you know, the Sooners ended up pulling away from them. But, uh, yeah, I think that one – it doesn't get it's it's cross town type stuff, uh, but it's not near like the West Virginia Pitt hatred or some of these other rivalries that we've seen. But they do dislike each other, and I think uh, I think SMU is in a weird place because they've paid their way into the SEC. I mean the ACC, excuse me. Right. And then and then 
they what well, once the announcement comes they raise an additional 100 million mm-hmm. i mean it, it, like over a, over a 24 hour period i mean that, that, there's just there's so much smu money i mean the original well there has to be because they can't raise that from the conference the conversation well, this is true this is true <laughs> but the gold trans am lives on man uh, the pony express for life right i mean that, that is so i uh, i'd love to see the ponies have some success this weekend and take yeah. let them keep the skillet for all all times that would be good. I still don't understand what the Battle of the Iron Skillet where that started. By the way, Texas Christian, you're yellow for calling it off. Good grief! Play the damn game. It's Southern Methodist for crying out loud. What are you running for? Are you going Aggie? Watch the win. Give me a break. You're ridiculous calling that series off. Hope it comes back around. Also, Houston, twelve point favorite over Sam Houston State. Uh, Houston, let let's just not embarrass ourselves, okay? We got you next week. Let's come to town with the little heat so we can cook something up. Hopefully the Red Raiders do their part and we'll be rolling into next week uh, with two consecutive going the right way. We'll figure it out. Chris is soon to ship off to Morgantown. Travel safe, Chris. Can't wait to discuss it with you on the other side for better or worse. We'll find out, man. Enjoy the time all week as always. Keep hope alive, people. Big one this weekend, uh, but uh, we're back uh, on, I guess, early next week, and uh, the Cougs come to town for, I think, what is supposed to be another sold-out game, so uh, giddy up. Yeah, and we got hall calls for uh, Mike Leach, Cliff Kingsbury. We got a lot going down uh, next week, so it'll be good to get back to the friendly confines, but first, the hostile confines of Morgantown, West Virginia. We're out of 10 brothers, nine are a guinea. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.